0: Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Romans Chapter 2. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, we pray as we read this chapter that we realize that we are not where we need to be, we are not good on our own, that we would trust in you and look to Jesus for our solution. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Romans Chapter 2. Therefore you are without excuse, O man, every one of you who passes judgment. For in that which you pass judgment on someone else, you condemn yourself. For you who are passing judgment are doing the same things. Now we know that the judgment of God is according to truth against those who do such things. But do you think this, O man, who passes judgment on those who do such things, and who does the same things, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you despise the wealth of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance? But because of your stubbornness and unrepentant heart, you are storing up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath, and of the revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will reward each one according to his works. To those who, by perseverance and good work, seek glory and honor in immortality, eternal life but to those who act from selfish ambition and who disobey the truth, but who obey unrighteousness, wrath, and anger. There will be affliction and distress for every human being who does evil, of the Jew first and of the Greek. But glory and honor and peace to everyone who does good, to the Jew first and to the Greek, for there is no partiality with God. For as many as have sinned without law, will also perish without law, and as many as have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. For it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous in the sight of God, but the doers of the law will be declared righteous. For whenever the Gentiles, who do not have the law, do by nature the things of the law, these, although they do not have the law, are a law to themselves, who show the work of the law written on their hearts, their conscience bearing witness, and their thoughts one after another accusing or even defending them on the day when god judges the secret things of people according to my gospel through christ jesus but if you call yourself a jew and rely on the law and boast in god and know his will and approve the things that are superior because you are instructed by the law and are confident that you yourself are a guide of the blind a light of those in darkness an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of the immature, having the embodiment of knowledge and of the truth of the law. Therefore, the one who teaches someone else, do you not teach yourself? The one who preaches not to steal, do you steal? The one who says not to commit adultery, do you commit adultery? The one who abhors idols, do you rob temples? Who boast in the law, by the transgression of the law, you dishonor God. For just as it is written, the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. For circumcision is of value if you do the law. But if you should be a transgressor of the law, your circumcision has become uncircumcision. Therefore, if the uncircumcised person follows the requirements of the law, will not his uncircumcision be credited for circumcision? And the uncircumcised person, by nature, who carries out the law, will judge you who, though provided with the precise written code and circumcision, are a transgressor of the law. For the Jew is not one outwardly, nor is circumcision outwardly in the flesh. But the Jew is one inwardly, and circumcision is of the heart, by the spirit, not by the letter, whose praise is not from people, but from God. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. In chapter 1, Paul introduced the subject of the gospel and then showed how the Gentiles were disobedient to God. In chapter 1, as Paul described the Gentiles, he used words like them and they. Now, in chapter 2, Paul uses you as he talks to this other group. He specifically calls them Jews in the second half of the chapter. He starts out by talking about passing judgment. Because Jews would look down on the sinners... The Gentiles, but Paul says they do the same things they judge Gentiles for. He mentions acting with selfish ambition as a sin. Selfish ambition is when we try to get ahead ourselves instead of thinking of what is best for others. Paul has a little aside about Jews and Gentiles. Paul says that God will judge the Jews and the Gentiles alike by what they do. Just having the law doesn't do anything. They have to live by it. Verse thirteen. For it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous in the sight of God, but the doers of the law will be declared righteous. Then Paul comes back to the Jews and how they were thinking they were something because they had the law. but Paul says they weren't doing it. Paul mentions stealing, adultery, and robbing temples. Probably Paul isn't thinking of the worst expressions of those sins, but what Jesus had said about how if you look with lust on a woman, you've already committed adultery with her in your heart. Jesus had accused the Pharisees of taking widows' houses. Probably, technically, they were obeying the letter of the law, but they were not treating people right. He ends this chapter in verse 29 saying, But the Jew is one inwardly, and circumcision is of the heart, by the Spirit, not by the letter, whose praise is not from people, but from God. And now for a deeper dive. We all have a tendency to be selfishly ambitious. So we look for ways to technically follow the letter of the rules, but to get ourselves ahead. We also tend to judge other people by a different standard than we judge ourselves. Paul talks about the circumcision of the heart. That is, if our desires are right, then our actions will be right. If we have selfish ambition, then we might technically follow some rules, but we will always be looking for loopholes to do what we want. But if we have the desire to please God and to do what is best for others, then our actions will really be good. From this chapter, we might get the idea that maybe there's a way to be good enough. But Paul is trying to help us to see that we aren't good enough and we need something more. Do we think we are good enough? Or that somehow we can become good enough on our own?